0: hello and welcome to this week's therapy for me and it's a bit of a fun pack week this week and I'm going to change around um, one of the features. So we've been doing this or I've been we we I've been in this five for Friday. Feature where I've uh, gone into the weekend with a few things that made me smile or maybe laugh, or things that I'm looking forward to, or things I've watched that I've really enjoyed, or listened to have enjoyed, or, or what have you. Um, and it's not that I haven't got things I could do for Fire for Friday, but um, I came up with the idea of doing Weird for Wednesday. And the reason why I came up with the idea of doing Weird for Wednesday was um, because I, by the time we got to the midpoint of the week, I was having a really weird week. Um, and not weird in terms of anything mightily strange, just weird in terms of um, the things that had gone on in the early part of the week, which, which you know, as I moved from one thing to another, they all seemed a little bit random. So this week we're going to go with Weird for Wednesday instead of for Five for Friday, and then we'll build the other stuff around the outsides. And we'll get into that after we've had a little bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> I don't know whether this is an affliction that just um, impacts me or whether it's something that's a little bit more common. So I'll throw it out there and see what the feedback is. Um, And before uh, people start to write in and tell me that, oh my God, this sounds like it's some kind of issue and is is this a health issue or something, that it's not a health issue. It's nothing around anything to do with that and I don't think I've got COVID. I find it impossible to walk and talk at the same time. And of course, I don't mean that as in I can't walk and talk at the same time. Of course, I can walk and talk at the same time. And I can stroll through the centre of town and I can have a chat. And that's absolutely fine. The bit I'm talking about is I find it very difficult to be out on a walk and have, and have a phone conversation. For whatever reason, I can't get my breathing right. So I sound like I'm out of breath. I'm not out of breath. I just sound like I'm out of breath. So for whatever reason, I can't do the right intake of breath or breathing through either the nose or the mouth or what I would need to do because I find myself not being able to... uh, I find myself almost stealing for a breath. And I don't know what it is. And I think it must be a mental blip because... um, I have no problem going out and running six, eight miles. I have no problem going out walking, you know, six, eight, ten miles. Um, and I come back and everything's fine. It's not a stamina thing. It's a mental, it's a block somewhere. And I just can't do it. So, you know when you, you, you might phone somebody and they might be out having a walk and they're fine, they just talking normally and it's great and it's not a problem. I can't do that. Even if I'm just walking on the flat, I, I just can't seem to make it I can't seem to make it work, whether it's something to do with holding the phone to my ear. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So if anybody could throw a little bit of insight on it, I would be really, I would be really interested. And the reason why I'm mentioning it is because I was uh, chatting this week with somebody who said that she has uh, walking meetings. And every day she will go out for a stroll and she will do a meeting while she's walking. So she'll, you know, I don't know whether she's does it with earphones or what have you but she does a walking meeting and i had to stop and go i don't know how you do that i i i just don't know how that's now it might have something to do with round everywhere around here's a hill so maybe that is maybe if i was just strolling through the center of london it probably wouldn't be too much of a problem but for whatever reason i just i just couldn't get my head around the idea that you would go out and you would have a meeting. I think it's great by the way. I think if I could do it. I think it's brilliant. But for whatever reason I can't do it. So uh if you if you can shed any light on it, I would be I'd I'd be really, really uh, intrigued to know. Uh if not, it's just for whatever reason I will just not talk while I walk. Tuesday. There's a real treat this week. Um, in terms of the fact that I found something, I found a, um, a drama, a one-off drama, that I'd seen a bit of years ago and never managed to see all of it and, um, and, and didn't think I'd be able to watch it. And for whatever reason, started thinking about this program again and then um, managed to find it. And I managed to find it on um, Channel 4's I play a thing, whatever their I play a things called it might be called All Four or whatever it is, and I and I found this drama on there and I and ended up watching it. Um, I ended up watching it today and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Having you know, it was it was it really it really was me because it was a political drama, and it talked to an area of politics that I'm absolutely fascinated in. Um, so it was nice to watch this dramatisation. So. Here's how it all starts. It starts because I thought that I, I need to watch and finish watching the second um, run of staged, and obviously that has Michael Sheen in it. And I've always been a big fan of Michael Sheen, and really liked him in The Damned United, uh, really liked him um, in Frost Nixon, and obviously really liked him in the in the Queen, and thought he was he thought he was excellent in um, in that. Now, obviously, in the Queen, he plays um, Tony Blair and that wasn't the first time he'd played tony blair the first time he'd played uh tony blair was in a uh, this this drama this tv drama called the deal And this charted the history of uh, Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. It started uh, uh, from from when they both came into into Parliament and ended up sharing an office. And how their relationship and and the triumvirate that included Peter Mandelson, it was a dramatisation of how that relationship came on, up until the point where they made that famous deal in terms of who would be Party leader um, who would run for the party leadership at the point when um, John Smith died, and um, it was it was it's a play by Peter Morgan or a, a drama by Peter Morgan who also um, wrote something I believe called The Conversation, which is us the audience sorry, which was uh, a play that uh, we went to see with Helen Mirren, uh, based around her various audiences, her weekly audiences with prime ministers over the course of her. Uh, you know her reign, um, and it was just it was just a real joy to find it. I would wholeheartedly recommend it. He's very very good, uh, Michael Sheen, as as you'd expect. But David Morrissey as Gordon Brown is really really exceptional, um, and I've always been a, a big fan of David Morrissey, and he was absolutely superb in that. In fact, he's also very very good in another political uh, drama called State of Play, which got made into a film. Uh, um, Russell Crowe was in the was in the film, um, uh, but the original um, the original drama was a BBC drama with 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 him, Morrissey, and John Sim, and Bill Nye, and and which was absolutely fantastic. I think you can still find state of play on the iPlayer to watch, and that's well worth watching as well. Um, but but no, Morrissey was absolutely great. Sheen was great, and I would really really um, recommend it. So uh, it's worth if you don't interact with all four it's worth interacting it just to watch watch the deal I'll put the link on it's about an hour and a quarter but it's a really fascinating uh, fascinating watch and obviously really nice to, to find something like that which has kind of been in the it's been at the back of my head for a long time that I kind of wanted to see it and then I've obviously I've obviously you know got the chance to got the chance to watch it which is great Wednesday Okay, so I'm going to launch this thing called Weird for Wednesday, and this 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 may only happen once. This may be the only time we get a Weird for Wednesday, um, and it's only come about because halfway through the week, or just over halfway through the week, I've, a, a number of strange things seem to have happened in my diary this week. Um, I've moved from kind of one, you know, kind of calendar event that would have. Seemed unusual in any week to another one that would have seemed unusual in a normal week to another one. And we're only we're only at Wednesday. Um, So I thought I thought I'd, I'd kind of cover them in some kind of order and give you some indication of of what's going on with, you know, with with Weird for Wednesday. So. I guess it starts with the fact that on Monday, I had a meeting, i have been uh, approached, um, and this is all to do with the MIA. So the MIA is the Music Industries Association. I've been on the board for a while. I'm currently doing a part-time exec director's role. And the thing with it being, you know, working for a trade body is you don't know what's going to be thrown in your path on any given wake Because people want to get, to the membership that you represent, and they have an idea of who they are, and so therefore there's quite a varied kind of uh, array of people and services that want to try and get into the members. So obviously, you know, you're the you're the you're the filter for that. Um, and they you you field these various calls and what have you. So Monday, contact by a company who wanted to talk to me about um, chartering jumbo jets. And that all comes down to this trade show, which I've told you about—the Nam Show. Uh, there's a, you know, there's a large number of people from the UK who go across every year. I, yeah, I would hazard a guess that somewhere between 500 and 1,000 people travel to and from California, to and from LAX, on that particular week. Um, so they wanted to talk about, or he he wanted to talk about. He would spotted this opportunity, got some idea of the show, and wanted to work out whether he could effectively charter a, a, a jet for for the for the music industry. So for all these people who represent music retailers and music manufacturers and music distributors, would we would be interested in all flying out on on the same flying out and maybe flying back on the same plane? And that's what he wanted to talk to us about. Now, that's never happened before. I've been pitched a fair few things in my time, but I've never been pitched a plane. Um, And actually, the conversation went on as if that was the most normal thing of the world. I mean, and it was a Zoom call. He sat in his conservatory, um, you know, and and casually threw in that if if we wanted, we could have a plane. Um, Now... I can only begin to imagine what that journey would be like. We're a re- we're a very sociable industry. Um, we're yes, we're competitive, but we all really get on and we all like a drink. So I can only begin to imagine what that flight would have been like uh, at the point when the seatbelt sign went off and people who'd known each other for years just just got on the ale. So that that could have been quite interesting. But start of the week, first thing Monday morning, somebody's trying to trying to pitch me a plane. Um, so the next thing was um, I got involved in some role play. And I don't like role play. I don't, I, I've I never been a fan of role play. But, um, but we've been working with, um, I don't know if I mentioned, but I've got a meeting coming up with the, uh, the Secretary of State. Well, I thought, actually, it's the minister, junior minister for small business. Um, it's a guy called Paul Scully he's the Minister for Small Business he's also, he's also the Minister for London and uh, we've got a meeting the MIA's got a meeting with him to talk about things that are important to the music industry and uh, the music instrument industry and as part of the prep for that we've been doing some work with a lobbying company and um, they wanted to because the meeting's next week they wanted to do they wanted to role play the meeting um, and and I just, I just don't like things like that. So, um, so we did that role play. We did that role play, which which felt just so weird. I'm I'm one of these people that kind of builds myself up the up for the moment when the moment comes, and can't really focus in on the moment until it actually arrives. Um, so therefore, I'm only half thinking about this meeting. I will start to you know mull it over in the next few days and then be ready for it when it comes around on Tuesday. But um, but we were doing this. You know, we were doing this on on uh, on well, well actually uh, yesterday on Tuesday this week, and um, you know, and it, it it just it just felt a bit weird and a bit wrong. But okay, I'm in a role play, and the people on screen are pretending to be uh, a government minister. So we get that one out of the way, and then I'm jumping on a call. Um, I do a call every week with the British Retail Consortium, and um, and it's a CEO's call, and it's got some truly big hitters on it. So think of a think of a retailer, the chances are they're on the call, the chances are their CEO is on the call. Um and uh, and and they're really interesting calls. This week um we were, um, you know, back to government. We were meeting with Kwasi Kwarteng. Now Kwasi Kwarteng is the current uh, effectively the, the current minister for trade. So he's effectively Paul Scully's boss um, in the way in the way it shakes down. So um, he joined this call because obviously you'd got you know the movers and shakers from from the retail uh, industry on this call, and you know I'm just sat at home thinking that okay it was a plane on Monday. I was role playing a meeting with a minister this this morning. I'm on a meeting with another minister this afternoon. Um, so we got through that one, and then that that took us to today. And today I've I've done a presentation. I was asked if I would I would do a talk to the Intelligence Forums webinar, uh, which I didn't have a clue what the Intelligence Forums webinar was. I was contacted by a guy called Harry Corbett, which, of course, always makes me smile because it's one of the guys who was steptoe and some. Um, but... Um, he Harry got in touch and said we've got a mix we we have a, a mix of, of people we have five people on a call everybody gets ten to fifteen minutes just do a little talk about you know who you are and what you do can you talk us through what you do with MIA so um, I went onto this call and uh, and talked to you know twenty five thirty people I can't remember how exactly it was uh, about about me um, a little bit and what I did but what was interesting about that was that. Also on the call was the CEO for Pets from Home, who was very good, um, and a guy called Professor uh, Anna Menon. And he's somebody who I remembered because he'd been on an edition of the Romaniacs podcast. He's um, he's very big into the whole Brexit topic. And he was absolutely fascinating. I remember when he was on Romaniacs thinking, this guy's really, really good, really interesting. And, you know, I found myself today um, on a webinar with him. So I don't know what the rest of the week's going to bring, but in terms of Weird for Wednesday, it, it, it's been a fairly weird week. Thursday. This is a really nice story. I'm going to sprawl a little bit, um, and I would ask you to be patient and go with me on it because I think this is, this is great. Um, I've got to know a guy called uh, Ian Sloan. And I've got to know him through the podcast, originally through the podcast with Steve uh, Hogarth. And uh, he reached out and I got a friend request uh, on Facebook. And then I happened to notice on his timeline he was doing Couch to 5K. And I um, remember when I started running and when I did those first few runs... Um and he was doing really, really well with his couch to 5k. And for whatever reason, on one of the Steve Hogarth podcasts, I shout I I gave a shout out to him and said, Congratulations on you on your couch to 5K. Um and how the progress he was making with that. And we've been having bits of bits of banter in between, and he started listening to the other podcast I do, the 942 guitar podcast I do with with Jason. Um And he'd heard us talking about the fact that we both liked a band called Whiskeytown. Now, Whiskeytown was a band that were out, I guess, in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. And they were the band that uh, a guy called Ryan Adams was in before he um, became a solo artist. Now, um, Whiskeytown produced three albums. And the middle album, Strangers' Almanac, is... Incredible! It's one of my favourite albums, um, you know. And I know people say, "Well, that's one of my favourites. No, this truly is one of my favourites. This is in my, you know, five albums I couldn't live without kind of albums. Um, and it's and it's absolutely fantastic. And if you're a bit of a fan of, um, if you like sort of um, bits of the more countryfied Rolling Stones, or things like XL on Main Street, that kind of thing, or bits of Tom Petty, or just, just you know, it's Americana, and it's truly, truly, truly special. The album, it really is great. Um, Ian got in touch, having heard that we both liked Whiskeytown, that we also both like the band called Wilco, which again is is, is very similar. Um, and he he said, "Well, I'm in a band. Uh, I play guitar and I play pedal steel in a band uh, called the Windtown Marshals." And I'd, and we and we, you know, our his singer and and songwriter was a real big Ryan Adams and Whiskeytown fan, and he thought we'd maybe like this the um you know this band. So could he possibly send some CDs along? And I and I went back and said, yeah, of course, of course you can. That that'd be absolutely great. And so a package appeared this week with three CDs in. And I put the CDs on and he, he's right. They sound very much like um, Whiskey Town, very much like Wilco, um, bands like the Jayhawks and what have you. Instantly, I was hooked by it. I thought it was great. And and they're really well put together. They're really well produced. There's some lovely uh, musicianship on there. Um, they are they are you know very, very good um, pieces of work, very, very impressive pieces of work and I I got talking to Jace about them and Jace had listened to them as well and we were we both thought no these are absolutely great and from there Ian's actually I think going to play some pedal steel on one of um, Jason's recordings which is great but then Jason and I were talking the other day and said do you know what we've got this thing coming up next week and, and Jason's show um, the guitar show, which obviously is what the podcast came out of, that would normally have been next week. And and to mark the fact that it's not happening, we're going to do a thing called not the guitar show, where we put a load of content out over the weekend. So a lot of a lot of the brands who would normally be at the guitar show have, have given him content to share. And then on Saturday night, Jason and I is, are going to open up a Facebook um, event for three or four hours, and we're going to have a few guests on, and we're going to try and mark where the where the guitar show would have been, which we're really looking forward to. It'll be really fantastic. Um, and I said to Jace today, um, do you know what? Let's let's get Ian on. Let's see if Ian'll will, will, will come on and, and and because he's a he's a great guitar player, it's a great band, uh he's a listener to the podcast. Well you know, let's 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 get him on, on, on Saturday night and see if he's got ten, fifteen minutes to come on and, and say hi. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that that's gonna that's gonna happen. So if that happens, that'll just be a really nice Story that links together, you know, a project that that, uh, I've been really enjoying enjoying doing with Jason, an individual that I've met through the podcast that just seems a really nice, cool guy. Um, um, I've got new music to listen to that's absolutely great, and actually one of his albums is available on Spotify, so I'll put the link on if you want to go and um, listen to it. But if you do like it, maybe interact with the band and see if you can get some of the stuff off the band directly. Um and it'll all come together with hopefully him him appearing on this you know on this live thing that we're doing sort of next Saturday night. So I've got there. It was a bit convoluted as I said, but a really, really nice story. Friday. Right, I'm gonna try and be brilliant. And by that I mean I'm gonna try and draw together bits of the show from this week and finishing it all off with the segment for Friday. Um, a kind of Friday roundup, if you will. Don't know if it'll work, but we'll try it and we'll see how we get on. Right. Okay. Now, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about Ordnance Survey Maps and the Ordnance Survey Map that I ordered arrived, having a bit of spent a wonderful hour on the Ordnance Survey Map website. It arrived and I've spent quite a bit, nice bit of time just looking at this map and planning out routes and things that... that you know, uh, and walks to go on or different walks to go on and i made the decision today i was going to walk in a different direction and and i had a rough idea when i was going to go so i thought i'd drag the map out and um and then i remembered that all the maps now come with this digital code so you can you can download the app and then use your little code that's unique it's a scratch off code that you get and you get a un- you, the ability to download the map to your your os app so you can either subscribe to the os app and get everything or if you've bought a map you can then have it in the app as well um which i did and i've been using this i've been using the app to take me uh on this walk uh, which is great actually it works really really well and um ended up going on a, a different direction I ended up walking up quite a big hill and it was it was great no seven miles absolutely great thoroughly enjoyed it right so that's all worked and and the map's come and it's brilliant and i'm loving it and, and what have you but what it 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 made me think was, uh, as I was coming literally towards, in fact, only an hour and a half ago, as I'm walking back towards home, it made me think about public footpaths. And it made me think how beautifully quintessentially British they are. And by that, I mean, we all know what those public footpaths are. Look like we all we've all seen the sign, the little you know green sign with the yellow writing or whatever they spoke the, the call they're supposed to be. They're all a bit like that around our way, and obviously you know we've got hundreds of them around here, um, and they all intersect and you can go in a myriad of different directions. But and often they're you know half a mile or quarter of a mile long, and and it's a real hodgepodge of where they are. But it's an absolutely fantastic um, kind of resource, really. And I don't know when public footpaths came into being. I don't know when this whole rambling thing kicked off. I know, I know very little about the history of it. But the point is, and I'm sure everyone in the world's got this, but somehow when it's in the US, it's a big thing. It's a trail. It's huge. And there's something so beautifully small and compact about uh, our public footpaths. Um, You know, the village is full of them. Everywhere I walk now, I'm now seeing the signs that I've walked past for years, but realising that they're just literally crisscrossing you all over the place. And there's any number of little gates or gaps in fences or gaps in hedges or stiles or different things. I mean, the number of different gates, the number of different ways there are from transferring from one piece of land to another around here, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible that this this series of things just goes on. And it's kind of, they're not really maintained, but it all just kind of still works. So I just think it's, it's lovely. And I know it's ridiculous. I don't know why I'm talking about how great foot, public footpaths are. But I noticed it today and I stopped and thought, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased that we've got that. And maybe that's one of the things that's really come out of COVID, that we that you you actually utilise something like that that's there, that's always been there, but maybe you've never thought about in quite the same way. And I appreciate that I'm really lucky living where I live, that we've got so much countryside out there, but they still run through cities. They still run, you know, along canal banks and along river basins and all those things that are through a city you you know as somebody who runs you often look for the public footpaths when you're running in in built up areas and it's amazing what you find and where they take you and the kind of bits of nature that intersperse with cities as well so i just think it's a wonderful thing and i think it's great that it it, it it talks to... And here's, the, and here's the point of wrapping the episode up. I start off at the beginning of the week about walking. And the fact I, the fact I couldn't walk and talk. But it was walking. In the middle of the week, I talked... Um, or yesterday, I talked about... Um, I talked about Ian. And I talked about this band, Whiskey Town. And I talked about all that. Right. So, you might be wondering why the episode's called Houses on the Hill. Well... Where I walked, I walked at the top of a hill today, and there was just a little run of two or three houses on the top of this hill. And I just thought, Oh, houses on the hill. Why that's important is because it's the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful track on the Whiskey Town Strangers' Almanac album. So, normally the episode will be referencing one of the things that um, I've talked about it through the week. It is this week. It's referencing a couple of them. It's referencing um, this this run of houses that I walked past in a place called Farnley Tyres tonight uh, that were just there. And there was just these houses that were kind of almost stuck in the middle of nowhere. This little run of houses on the top of a hill and it talks to Whiskey Town and it talks to everything that links yesterday. I've put the link for the track in. If you do nothing else and you have time, it's 2 minutes 40 seconds, this track, and it's beautiful. Just give it a listen. And with that, I'm going to leave you to your weekend. Uh, take care. I hope you're well, and I'll speak to you all next week.